following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. Welcome back to another edition of The Huge Show on this Tuesday. It is the 27th day of June 2023. So great to be riding along with you no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and worldwide on the free-to-download iHeartRadio app. We welcome you to The Huge Show here on the Michigan Sports Network. That is Brett Hayes. You can find him on Twitter at the Brett Hayes. I am Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino, filling in once again for my friend Bill, who is on the road. I wonder what he's on the road doing. I wonder if we know what exactly that is. Hopefully he's practicing because I hear we got a big match coming up. I hear that this might be taking place in August. So I'm going to, you know, iron sharpens iron, that that that, that kind of deal. So I'm going to go out there and practice up a little bit and uh, and make sure that my game is is ready just to drag him around the golf course for 18 holes. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Brett, good Tuesday after you, my, uh, Tuesday afternoon to you, my man. How are you? How, I'm doing life? well, How buddy. How are you, man? I'm good. Good. For a Tuesday. For a Tuesday, yeah. For a Tuesday. Uh, you can join us at any time. You can text the keyword HUGE uh, to 21000. That's HUGE, H-U-G-E, to 21000. HUGE Show, Mercantile Bank listener line. If you want to call in and weigh in on anything, we might be discussing one 838 huge one 838 Four, three. One question that we did ask earlier this morning, because I host mornings here on the Michigan Sports Network, and we were talking a little bit uh, about golf, because one of my buddies who's a, a college basketball coach at Ohio University, and he's a Michigander, he loves Detroit sports, he went to Concordia, played his basketball there, and he actually did his GA years under John Beeline at the University of Michigan before being hired and went to Toledo and then from Toledo down to Ohio to work for Jeff Bowles. Is, uh, he's going on a golf trip and they are doing the, uh, Tullymore, Arcadia Bluffs and why can't I remember the third one? Oh my goodness. Where, where does, where's Bill do the, is it yep. the Folds of Honor? Oh, American Dunes? American Dunes, Forest Dunes? Forest Dunes, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Forest Dunes. I think it's starting in. Yep, up north. So I think he's doing uh, Forest Dunes, Arcadia Bluffs, and Tullymore. And we were, we were just talking about uh, talking a little bit about golf. And he asked, he said, what do you think the three best public courses are in Michigan? Right? It, emphasis on public. We can't all go out there and walk onto Oakland Hills and be like, yo, can I get a 3.30 tee time? That's not going to work. So you got to take, take Oakland Hills out of the equation, uh, take the country clubs out, 
anything that is open to the public, what are the three best courses in the state of Michigan? I'm going to retweet that uh, the original question uh, right now. And if you could just kind of respond to that in the thread on Twitter, if you have a Twitter. If not, you can always text us, use the keyword HUGE, and send it to 21,000, HUGE to 21000, because I want to know what you think. Right. Some people gave us some really good ones uh, that were in jest. Right. A little bit of sarcasm. That's totally fine. I'm always here for a good time. Uh, but yeah, if you uh, what maybe they're the three that you've played that are the uh, that are your um, favorite. You know that that always helps if you've played them before. Uh, so it maybe maybe it might not be that you don't think it's that one of the best courses in Michigan, but it might be one of your favorites. But I just retweeted it at AC Bellino. That's A C B E L L I N O. Rank your top three public golf courses in the state of Michigan. This question was presented by uh, Coach Barlow on our show X's and Bros in the morning uh, uh, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. So we are excited. We're going to talk to Brendan Quinn. We'll do a little PGA Tour, a little live tour in hour number two uh, with him and get ready for the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Excited about that. Uh, what he saw out there in L.A. You know, the, the USGA, you know, the, the atmosphere wasn't great, right? Let's just be honest. Let's call it what it is. The atmosphere wasn't great. Um, you know, very, very corporate. So I want to get Brendan's thoughts on that because look, I mean, we've talked to uh, some folks from the rocket mortgage that they travel all around and you basically scout your events. It's like the, uh, the Detroit lions, for example, the NFL draft is coming to Detroit in 2024. That's next year. So what do the lions do the last couple of years? You travel around now that the draft is mobile and you start to see, you send a group out there. that basically is uh, watching film, doing uh, doing a little recon work. Right. And they're writing out. What do you think? You know, Take notes. What works? What doesn't work? What did you like? What did you not like? What could have been better? What would you like to see, you know, that be done here in Detroit for the NFL draft? And you do some scouting like that. Well, Rocket Mortgage, they've been traveling all over the place to all these different events and tournaments, trying to make sure that we have a really great turnout Thursday through Sunday. And, of course, if you're involved with any of the you know Celebrity Pro-Am stuff and the course, it was open at noon yesterday uh, after the big storm on Sunday, trying to get it ready. Hopefully the rain you know holds off. We do have a little bit in the forecast potentially for this weekend. So hopefully it, it holds off so we can get some good crowds and some great golf. And you know, my big thing with the, with the Rocket Mortgage is let's not get any of this banter about, oh, my God, the course is so easy. Look at these guys. They shot 2,500. Well, we just saw 2,300 this last, this past weekend of the Travelers, and nobody said dilly squat about that course in Connecticut. So I don't want to hear it when it comes to the great state of Michigan. I'm not, I'm not listening to that. I'm not having any part of it. So we will uh, yeah, we'll talk to Brendan about that. Josh Henschke is going to join us in hour number three to talk about uh, Michigan's NIL program. Now with Coach Harbaugh, it's something different, something new. And I'm trying to learn more about it and what exactly does this mean. Because this is such a strange place to try to navigate right now in the world of college athletics. I had one uh, buddy who coaches uh, college hoops as well who was on the road and ran into a friend of his that is an NBA scout. And the scout said, I don't know how you guys are doing it. And I don't really know how college coaches are doing it either. Uh, That's where, you know... For my team, the team that I work for in Ann Arbor, things have been very difficult, right? I mean, they have sent a lot of guys to the NBA in the last four or five years. They have had a lot of guys coming and a lot of guys going. And you have to be able at the collegiate level to be able to maintain some sort of roster stability. And they just haven't been able to do that. I mean, it's tough when you got grad transfers coming in like last year, Jalen Llewellyn. 
I mean, there was all the, all this hype, and we'll see what Jalen Llewellyn can bring to the table. And, you know, Devontae Jones in the year before, okay, then, then you know, Jalen gets hurt. It's no fault of his own, just, you know, injuries, that they happen. Tears his knee. Answered Doug McDaniel. I'm a big Doug fan. I think that he and, uh, and Terrace Reed could, could really play very, very well for a, for a long time. But guys are, guys are coming and going. Kobe Bufkin's you know, surge in the second half of the season last year. I mean, that was, that was pretty incredible, and it elevated him to a top 15 pick in, in last week's NBA draft. You know, we all assume that Jet Howard was a one and done because when you're six seven, you have the ability to shoot. Now, whether or not you know it was the, uh, you know, that was the the proper use at Michigan. You know, he had the ball in his hands a lot, and you know, don't know if that was maybe the best idea. If more more or less a spot up shooter, it was kind of his calling. But we'll see what he you know develops to be. It's, you know, in the NBA, but a guy like Oscar Shibway, who was the National Player of the Year as a big man, a center, doesn't even get drafted. Guy goes undrafted. But then you have a young fellow like Jed Howard one year in, like, yeah, we're drafted on potential. You fit the mold. You're 6'7. You're long. You buy in on defense. You work on the glass and you shoot. Like, you are going to be, you could be in the league for a very, very long time. And that's the team that I work for uh, at, at the University of Michigan. And the rival, a little bit north and a little bit west, just it just seems like this the standard this rock of stability the folks wearing green and white the Izzo kids I mean my, they're going to be tough they got a good class coming in they retain a lot of guys like you know it's just it's one of those things where you have to be able to build that pipeline and the guys that you're recruiting that are coming in this happens for both football and for basketball they have to be you got to be really upfront and honest with them on what you believe they can expect in their freshman year. And no matter how hard it gets, they have to buy into this idea that you can be a two, three, and four-year player at the collegiate level and come out and be drafted. Marcus Sasser just drafted by the Pistons, four-year guy at Houston. You could be drafted and have a great career. You really can. You can be a two, three-contract kind of guy. Tim Duncan, four years of college. Right? You don't have to be... You know, well, I was going to go with LeBron, but that's back when you could, you know, exit high school and go straight to the pros. You you might not have to do some of these alternate, you know, options like the G League or like overtime elite. You can go traditional college. Here's the plan that we have in place for you. Are you going to be willing to stick that out if, as a freshman, you barely see the floor? A lot of guys aren't. A lot of guys want to play right now. I mean, they've been told their whole life by every recruiting service on the planet how great they are. They've been told by every writer and radio host how great they are. I don't believe anybody's great. You could send five-star after five-star. Does it matter? Sure. Yeah, the teams that are winning national championships, especially in football, Georgia's got more five-stars than Michigan. Okay. Hell, they might have more five-stars than Michigan and Michigan State combined. Alabama, five-star. Where are these teams always at? They're always in the discussion at the end of the year right now in the playoffs. But unless that five-star continues to be developed, like, hey, you got great great stories about the, the under-recruited three-star guy. I'll go with a guy like Kareem Hunt, who's still in the NFL, under-recruited, went to Toledo, tore it up, got his opportunity in the league, had a little mishap off the field in Kansas City, ended up in Cleveland. Like, yes, you know, playing professional football, that's the goal. So you can get a three-star guy, and you got to get him to believe. And then you have to develop. Right in that process, I mean, those are some dues that a lot of guys don't want to be paid, uh, you know, don't want to pay. So for me, don't tell me how great you are until you get there and you actually do something. 
All right, I, you hear all the time about this guy, that guy. All right, let's see it. It's a new level. Everybody, when you show up your first day you know, on campus, everybody was the best player at their high school. Everybody was being told how great they are. So I'm interested to know from Josh Henschke when he joins us in Hour 3 what this NIL program looks like uh, The Jim Harbaugh is kind of spearheading and how, how this is going to work because this is – you know, very, very uncharted territory. If you hear me in the mornings, if you've heard me on this show, you know, in the afternoons before filling in for Bill, I'm pretty passionate about college sports. And I'm, I'm pretty old school. I'm pretty conservative. You know, I don't, I don't really believe in NIL. And a lot of people look at me like that. I have five eyes and it's like, Hey, look, no, I mean, I get that they are the reason that the athletic department makes money. But that goes hand in hand. Like they cost a lot too. You know, when you got teams spending twelve grand at breakfast, you know, have you ever tried to feed a hundred people before? A hundred people that have you know nutritional goals that they need to be meeting. You ever go buy a jug of muscle milk before and see how much that costs you or whey protein? It's not cheap. Try to order chicken for 100 people. See what your bill comes out to. And that's without any sides. That's without potatoes. And these aren't. And you're not taking your lady out to dinner. This isn't a half a chicken breast that's been filleted. We're talking about chicken and a lot of it. So, you know, it, it, it costs a lot. You can't just always receive, 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 receive without giving into that system. It's just the world doesn't work like that. I'm sorry. So I, I'm, I, I wish that there was some sort of cap. I wish the players would unionize. I think we're kind of a far ways away from that. Maybe we're closer to it than you think. But, you know, that's just, uh, that's just me. I look at the direction things are going. I don't like the fact that it's already an unlevel playing field. And now you throw NIL to, into it. And the teams with the, with the, you know, the alumni that are in the best position, they're going to continue to win that battle. You know, unless there's some sort of salary cap. This isn't professional baseball. Like this is this is football. You are getting the top talent for whatever is in that brown paper bag. NIL. Some people say, you know, name, image, and likeness. I like to say now it's legal. We'll be back with more of the huge show after this here on the Michigan Sports Network. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Monster Truck Madness. Saturday, July 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a monster truck invasion. Plus an awesome fireworks display after the show. Keeps open at 4. With a huge pit party till 6.30. Monster Truck Madness. Tickets just $25 and are on sale now. At the box office or eticks.com. Call 877-2-EAGLE-2. Saturday, July 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Monster Truck Madness. Bring a lawn chair and hang out for the thrill of the hill. Bill Simonson here with a message from my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's the new managing shareholder for Bean Garter. At the end of the year, they'll be merging with Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together as one of America's top accounting and business firms. And speaking of business, if you're a business owner, decision maker, Bean Garter has retirement planning services in combination with Dorn Mayhew that can help take a lot of work off of your plate. Third-party administrator for 401k and 403b plans. They plan, document, design, and have maintenance of all plans. They can help you today. Go to BeanGarter.com for more information, annual employer reporting, Form 589-55 preparation and filing, and compliance testing. So let Bean Garter help you with your retirement planning services for your company. Stronger Together now with Dorn Mayhew. You can find out more at BeanGarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. 
At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference, and we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MercBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity employer. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. to the huge show here on the Michigan Sports Network. That's Brett Hayes. I am Anthony Bellino. I just got a text message. And I got to ask Brett where we're at on it because it literally just came through the wire and it's it's a big one. It is important. Brett, uh, how are we doing over there with my buddy Nick? Oh, he's good to go, man. Oh, Nick Bumgardner joins us live. Nick, my friend, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time it is. I'm not really sure. Not used to doing afternoons, but here we are. What's going on, partner? How are you, my man? Good, Anthony. How are you? Sorry, I got your text at the literal last second, so we're good. Happy hey, no, I, I love it, man. This is great. I saw the news earlier today, and I was like, I, I got to reach out to him. This, I got to sure, see yeah. what's going on here about this brand new book. You can pre-order it now. It's called Mountaintop, and it's going to be uh, distributed, what, via the M-Den? Where did this, tell us the background of where this idea where you're like, hey, you know what, I'm used to writing. Let's write a book. Yeah, so uh, myself and uh, Mark Snyder, who also uh, covered Michigan for a long time, uh, he was at the Free Press before I was. Uh, I was there shorter time than he was. Mark was there forever. Um, got together probably a year and a half, maybe two years ago, and uh, some of the guys from the '97 team had floated the idea of you know this has never been that story's never really been told in, in book form. Um, and so we kicked the idea around. Um, all of them were terrific with their time. Lloyd uh, Carr was. We got a ton of great time with Lloyd. Um, you know, he's uh, living locally again. Uh, I don't know if you saw, he just went to uh, Haiti with Mitch Elvum a couple days ago, actually. But uh, so it was great to get all a ton of new insight from him on, on just not just the 97 season, but his tenure at Michigan. And of course, you know, we talked with Charles Woodson, Greasy, uh, Hutchinson, John Getz, all those guys. I mean, we talked to most of the roster. So um, it was fun, and uh, I think we learned a lot of stuff that we didn't know, Mark and I, and I hope that uh, that'll be sort of the reader's experience, too. 
Mountaintop is the inside story of Michigan's 1997 national title climb. And, you know, Nick, were there any, like, aha moments for you? I mean, when you're, when you're around professional athletes all the time and, you know, high-level college players, you know, maybe it maybe not so much just because it becomes the norm. They, they're, you know, they're just yeah. people that are there in the same space. But then when you talk to guys like, you know, Lloyd Carr or, or Charles Woodson, maybe things are a little bit different. Did you have any of those moments while writing this? Oh yeah, I mean that's they that team in general is very very unique and special. And I think when you look at it, they've got three guys on that team. I'm going to count Tom Brady in it because he'll be in the Hall of Fame here soon. Three guys that are Pro Football Hall of Famers. Lloyd Carr was a College Football Hall of Famer. Um, they've got a ton of NFL players who played in Super Bowls and won rings beyond Tom Brady. And most of these guys, including Lloyd, were also you know. They don't deserve to be here from the fan base. Like going into '97, they were like, "These guys aren't any good," and they and they all turned out to sort of find themselves as who they would become. They did it together, and they still share a bond, Anthony. That I'm not sure I've seen with any college team ever uh, that I've been around and up close. I mean, I've seen these guys come back for reunions, not just this year, but in previous years, ten years ago, where they have an aura about them because of what they were able to do. Uh, what they were able to accomplish. Uh, they're all very confident, unique people. A lot of them have gone on to do great things in business and education and all sorts of stuff. So it's a really unique group of people, a lot of really special players and coaches. And uh, yeah, pretty cool story. Was there a, while listening to some of the stories, you know, firsthand accounts, was there one that almost kind of shocked you to where it's like, yeah, no, I didn't know this, but it's almost one of those things where you get taken back by it because, you know, we look back at it because we're like the same age demographic, right? So, you know, we're pretty young when this is happening and, you know, we just assume that's where we belong, right? We're on the heels uh, of like Tyrone Wheatley and whatnot. Yeah. Tim Biakabatuka, like we're ready. I love Timmy. Uh, but like you know, this '97 team, as you mentioned, a lot of people that had you know the adults in the room weren't necessarily thrilled about this club. It was was there a story that really stuck out to you that kind of shocked you? Yeah, I don't. I, mean, I think that's a great question, and there's probably a lot. But the great, the greatest one to me is it's not one story; it's the realization uh, in reality here that, as you just know, that because like looking back for me, 25 years ago, I was younger. I did not have the perspective uh, that I would have now as an adult who's seen, you know, time change and things go on. People all assume Michigan would be there forever. People all assume Michigan would be this thing for a long time. What people don't understand, what I think what we learned right in this book was that they were very, very, very close at the end of 96 and even at the start of 97 to just pull the plug on the whole thing and starting over. Lloyd would be gone. The whole staff would be gone. They would change. It would be from a whole new thing and who knows right who knows what would have happened at that point and there was a real friction point there that 96 team was the first team in like 25 years to not win a big 10 championship in a four-year window those seniors and i think i didn't really realize the gravity of how much change was sort of on the line if they hadn't performed pretty much to the level that they did perform at uh and you know lloyd's entire career at michigan i think was one of those that was always looked at with hypercritical eyes. I don't think he really shied away from it, but I don't think people realize how close it probably came to him not being the coach, you know, at, at all, really. So I think that that, that is something that, uh, that stuck with me the whole way that we've uh, talked to a bunch of different people, including Lloyd himself. So uh, really interesting stuff. 
Boy, wouldn't it be interesting to kind of go back in time with our perspective as we've yep. seen, you know, oh, you didn't win the Big Ten in four years. Oh, really? Well, let me tell you a story about what happens later on in the 2000s yeah. after right. USC exactly. marches us <laughs> off the field in the Rose Bowl. Let me tell you about that story one right. time. Yeah, and we have that perspective now, and it's crazy to think back. And it's you think back to the times of the mid-'90s and the rosters that Michigan had just absolutely loaded. Uh, you know, going back through some of the recruiting rankings was interesting. We talked to Tom Lemming for the book, people like that, that rated these guys out of high school. And what you find is, is that they were recruiting like Georgia, Bama, like, I mean, Michigan's recruiting well now, but this is what it was back in the nineties. It was a factory. It was just ungodly amounts of talent, guys that were fourth stringers that were playing the NFL. And, you know, that's not happening today. <laughs> so I think it was a very different world and uh, an interesting one to look back at. Dude, did any of those guys, I mean, I know this is very specific to that particular year, but did any of the, the, the personal one-on-one interviews that you had with any of the guys, did they talk about the state or status of college football today? Yeah, I think they all um, sort of admitted right up front, or it's not an admission, it's like an acknowledgement of like, it's just, I don't know if it's possible to have the type of team that we had and, and, and bond that we built for 40 years, you know, they're still very close to all those, all those guys for the most part to this day. Um, because that team and season was built through like three and a half years of shared suffering. And that's the story of that team in so many ways. It's not just what they did that season. It's what led up to that and what they had to go through. And, you know, they, everybody brings up the portal, uh, how easy it is to go now, I mean, I can't tell you, like, Chris Howard, uh, I don't know if you remember Chris uh, running back there, a senior oh, yeah. on the 97 team. Of course, Chris, and he said this before, um, would have transferred a thousand times if his mom hadn't said, no, you're not. You know, like, just, he would have done it. He would have found a way to do it, put my name in, get me out of here. Like, I would have never made it. Like, because I know myself at 20 years old. And so, yeah, I think you get that a lot from guys that played in that era. But they also, I think and this is what makes these guys unique. They also sort of understand how things have changed. And I think a lot of those guys that you talk to will say, I like that the guys have the ability to do different things. Now, a lot of those guys, you know, back then, uh, a couple of those guys went to Michigan because they want for academics. It was football. I'm not going to the NFL. I want to study a top level program. And you know, a lot of these guys nowadays, it's encouraged. It's something that's talked more openly about. So I think it's both ways, but um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you can't really close that lid when chipping it. You know, as I was, uh, you know, looking at the like the the preview of the of the book, I was wondering where the mountaintop uh, came from, and I, I just want to see if this was because of uh, the opener, as it alludes to, you know, in this uh, in this preview here, right before the opener, Cars team heard from a survivor of a Mount Everest tragedy. Uh, describe what it took to do the impossible when everything around you was falling apart. Is that you know, that that's the that's the the premise of the title? That is there? it. If, if you remember, Anthony, in 1997, Lloyd Carr had, and he themed every season that Michigan that he ever coached. It was, and that year was climb the mountain. It was, the, every team got a pick. Every team got, you know, their own axe, more or less a pick axe, you know, a climber's axe. Uh, and, yeah, he brought in a guy named Luke Kosicki who was on the uh, expedition where, uh, it was a tragic uh, Everest expedition where I think several people died on it. John Krakauer ended up writing the Into Thin Air book about it. Um, of course, it was a legendary, you know, famous book. And so uh, Luke Kosicki's from Michigan. Lloyd had him come in and talk to the team uh, before the season. And they themed their season around sort of what it takes to be responsible to the person next to you to make it out of something really difficult alive, that everybody is still standing at the end and we get where we need to go. 
And I think that's where they resonated with it. And, uh, and, and that's how they kind of kept it. They themed the season that they talked about it every week, Mount Everest, climbing the mountain. Uh, and that's sort of how it went. So yeah, mountaintop, that was the, uh, that was the name for it. As we read the book and pre-order it right now, amden.com. I just tweeted out the link to it. Click it, order awesome. it, do it, do it now. Hardcover, 402 pages. You can read 402 pages. I can do it. I don't know. Sometimes oh, I can't yeah, even read. Right. <laughs> but, we wrote it, so you can read it for sure. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. I want to know, because a lot of the stories are going to be told, right? So what about the story yeah. of the authors in trying to, okay, we're going to write this book on the 97 team. Dude, where do we even start? How do you build like a roadmap or a plan? Are you sitting down with like a giant whiteboard? And how do we get from point A, page one, to point B, page four hundred two? How do we tell this story? Was that that had to be like one of the more stressful parts about it? Yeah, I think the, the, the biggest thing was making sure that you got perspectives from as many players players as possible. Because that, to me, this is a player's book. This is. You know, a lot of it is, uh, there's a lot about Lloyd in there and some other assistants, but to me, the, that team is special because of those players and, um, and, and their selfless, selflessness, uh, unselfishness, we'll say, all that sort of thing together. And that is just not something that I guess we see uh, most today. And so for, for us, it was, we have to make sure we talk to all of them. I mean, as many as we can that are still alive. And we talked to walk-ons, we talked to, you know, as many guys that even touched that team, we wanted to know because if there's any dissenting, like I wanted to know is if, if anybody here thinks that that was not a, a rosy, great, you know, whatever, I want to know. And that did not happen. <laughs> so I just, we, the, the biggest task was really making sure that we got the perspectives from as many players as we possibly humanly could. Um, and to give them their fair opportunity to, you know, so many, like you said, Anthony, so many of those stories are already known and told but you don't know the reality behind them. And it was making sure we give those guys who were kids then and are adults now the opportunity to do that. And I think that that was what uh, ended up making it a cool project, but that was also the the, the biggest uh, task. Nick Baumgartner joining us right now. You can find his work at The Athletic. A great, great football scribe. If you don't have a subscription, you need to subscribe so that you can read the scribe. That's what you need to do. It's, I, and I'm, and I'm, I'm not a big subscription guy, and I have one to The Athletic, so that'll tell you that I stand behind what I'm saying right now. Uh, you know, Nick, I, when I think about Charles Woodson, Obviously, right? 97 team, Woodson, Rose of the Mouth. You know, it, it, the guy did everything. And then I, I watch him on TV. And I'm, I feel like I'm always someone that's trying to defend him because it doesn't matter if Ohio State won 12 in a row. When it's Ohio State, Michigan on the Fox broadcast, my man is going to be out there looking sharper than attack, got the ascot on, he's got the hat, he's going to grab the flag from the cheerleaders, and he's going to wave it, and people think, like, oh, well, he can't have an unbiased opinion because he went there. And it's like, you know, when you start to read this, maybe it'll help some folks understand of why yeah. he feels the way that, that he feels and why he loves that look logo and what that stands for and means to him. That is a great point. And I think that, you know, I hope that comes across and I think it will, because I think what is discovered here and, and you see it all the time, like you just nailed it. it Charles, like he doesn't live here in Ann Arbor. He doesn't live around, you know, but it is like a home to him. Like that's how, when he's on the field in the stadium, it looks like he's standing at home. Like that's what it feels like with him. And we were, we talked with him about that. Like, what, and, and he talked a lot about his, how he grew up as a person here, um, not just as a player. Charles Woodson walked in the door here as the best player that they'd seen in a long, long time. That was how it was from day one, and they spent three years trying to convince him that that, that wasn't the case to keep his ego in check. But to talk about a guy 
who knew that he had that le- level of athleticism and ability and is 20 years old, 19, 20, trying to figure it out. Like you, some of the stories that he told us, I think explain really, really in, in pretty good detail why he loves the place as much as he does and why it's like a blind, like it, nothing, it won't matter how bad he thinks looks, he's going to support it no matter what. A lot of guys are like that. I think Desmond Howard is probably similar. Uh, and he's, you know, Desmond can be abrasive, of course, for people. I think Charles probably less so. Well, a lot of guys are like that with their with their school, and especially guys that had great careers and that got there, that knew they had the ability and then made it. And I think for Charles, uh, that Michigan is still a big deal for him because it was uh, a place that he came and conquered in so many ways. And I think that uh, is very important to him. And every time he's back home in Ann Arbor, there isn't a soul in that stadium that wouldn't say, "Hey, throw on no. that jersey real quick. Let's see. I, we know yeah. you still got well, something see, to and, take." And, and it's that's the that's the gravity of him, and I think that's what makes that team because he's there. And it, it, you, know, you you go and you look into it, and you start peeling it back, and you say, "Well, okay, well, Woodson's there, and that automatically gives them credit." But then you start peeling back, you say, "Okay, well, there's so many guys on that team that are NFL players that had great ten year." You know, twelve-year careers. Some of them are still. Ryan Greasy's coaching, right? Still, right now. Tom Brady was on that team. So many guys, but it's like, yeah. I think at the end of the day, um, yeah, it's a, it's a player's book, and it's hard not to, uh, to to appreciate all that. And when you have so many great players, you're going to have some competition at some different spots. You mentioned Chris Howard, the guy that was uh, that was there at the number two spot was mm-hmm. the A train Anthony Thomas. I mean, come on, I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. Right. But but let's go quarterback Brian Greasy, Tom Brady. Tom was obviously yeah. going through a whole heck of a lot there. What you know, this was a moment where he was he tried to go into Lloyd's office and he wanted out at one point. You know, and, and Tom's yeah. spoken about we that. Talked about that in the book. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty it's openly. And it, it kind of that iron sharpens iron sort of mentality yeah. that, yeah, you might have to work for this. You might have to wait this out. You might have to be here a couple of years before you see success. I think what I learned in that, you know, and you know, talking to Lloyd from his perspective through that whole thing um, and knowing what we know about how it all went and, and all of that, I, that really, I think when you look back, I, we also talked to Drew Henson for this book. He was the number one recruit in the country there in 97 and was at every game on the 50 yard line with uh, the top recruit seats. And he told, he gave a quote that I, that stuck with me the whole way that in the mid nineties, it meant an awful lot to play quarterback at Michigan, because if you go back in the previous decade and it started in the late mid eighties with Harbaugh, um, Cam Cameron's a quarterback coach. They get Elvis Kerbach, they get Todd Collins. They start throwing the football more than any big 10 team. They start going vertical more than any big 10 team. Um, during those molar years, then in through Lloyd Carr. And what it did is it just created this quarterback, Every guy they signed, even guys that didn't work out, like Scott Leffler, uh, Dreisbach, they're all highly rated kids. And so they're bringing in – Brian Greasy was a walk-on who turned down scholarships to go to other Big Ten schools to, because he wanted to compete at Michigan. Like, that's what the quarterback room was like in the 90s when Tom Brady was here. And I think this book also, in a similar – I hope, in a similar manner of uh, – shaping Woodson's youth, it, it also illustrates, I think, a lot of how it probably shaped Tom Brady because – um, how can you go through something like that and not have that be sort of a lasting, you know, impact on everything? And that's just how it was here. It was a pauldron of competition in that in that era, and yeah, pretty different. And that's what made him great. His name is Nick Baumgartner. He's always great here. 
Hey, talk about iron sharpens iron. That's us, Nick. Here we go. Visit mden.com. The University of Michigan book is called Mountaintop, the inside story of Michigan's 1997 title climb, co-authored by Mark Snyder and this gentleman right here, Nick Baumgartner. You can find him on Twitter as well, at Nick Baumgartner. Find his work at The Athletic. Nick, my friend, thank you so much for taking the time to join us and, and tell us about this book, man. I, I am excited. Get my pre-order right now. Where's my credit card at? I'm reaching for my pockets, man. I'm excited. Excited for you. Excited for the book. Thank you again so much. Thank you so much, Anthony. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon. All right, man. Sounds good. There he goes. Nick Baumgartner. You can find his work. You know, he's, he's been covering Michigan, been covering the Lions. Football guy. Like, football guy. If you're into football and you're not following Nick and you live here, in, in the state of Michigan. I mean, I, I, I don't know what's going on here. I, what I like about how, where he deems his location is the tackle box, which I really like. You know, you stay in the tackle box, but, you know, if you're in the tackle box, you throw it away. There's nobody in sight. You might get, you know, it might be a little tensional grounding there. Got to get Nick on the run there, but no, it's going to be, the book's going to be great. Uh, you can also visit Michigan1997book.com. That's Michigan1997book.com uh, for more information about it. But I am, uh, man, I'm thrilled. And it's it's special. And, yeah, um, winged helmet on the desk here. C-Web jersey hanging up behind me in the Michigan Sports Network radio bunker. Like, that's, these are my teams. You know, and um, and that was such, for a young person growing up in this area, Right, and you're and you have the the Detroit Red Wings at that time doing their thing, right? And the Lions had had some success early '90s, you know, mid '90s, still still competing, right? And then you have Michigan football, which was larger than life, larger than life. I can remember sitting there and watching games throughout that entire decade with my dad, and you know, the, the Tim Biakovatuka is difficult for a child to say, but it sticks with you because you have to try so hard to pronounce it correctly. Right in thinking of what think about the old press box there at the big house and what that looked like. Right, and going to a game for the first time and seeing how big it is, and the guys run out of there. Everybody's a larger than life character, and they run out of the tunnel and they slap the banner. And you, and you think about that as a child, and then you look at this '97 team, and you have no idea the gravity of the situation, and you can apply that. You know, if you were a younger person watching the Bad Boys, or if you were you know, a younger person watching, you know, Bad Boys Part Two, the Going to Work Pistons, if you were there, you know, it, that was '04. If you were there in '02, a little bit younger, watching the greatest hockey team ever assembled, the 2002 Detroit Red Wings, you don't know what you have, and then all of a sudden you're stuck. As I as I mentioned to Nick earlier, let's go post 2007 Rose Bowl. I was there. I watched USC march up and down the field, that damn band playing the same song over, kicking our teeth in for four quarters. It was, it was, it was dismal. You know, you see people, the whole crowd, like you see Michigan fans, we're hanging our heads. You see the USC fans, and they're you know laughing and carrying on. And it's like, oh, it's okay. We're going to be right back. And it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute now. You mean this isn't guaranteed? You mean it's not always going to be like this? Well, what happens next? And it's like one thing after another in the history that is Michigan. And so many people get caught up in that, right? Like, well, yeah, uh, who'd you beat? You know, the Midwest, the Collegiate Nurses College in 1804. It's like, will you shut up and act like this isn't one of the most storied programs in the, in the country? Like, who'd you want them to schedule? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, come on. Like, the schedule is the schedule. You're going to argue about a guy named Fielding Yost? Have you seen the helmets that they wore? 
They were, you know, like it is what it is. They had a lot of success and they went through a period of time where that just disappeared. And to know and to not know as a young person the gravity of what that 97 team meant, what that national title meant. And you still get the people today. I'm sure somebody's driving around the car going, ah, split national title with Nebraska. No, hullabaloo. I don't care. You know how many split national titles are? They, you want to go down the list? I guarantee hey, Ohio State claims what? 11? They, the, the, do the Buckeyes claim 11 national titles? I'll go look it up right now and come back after the break and tell you. Some people are going to be real. You might take some Buckeyes off the back of that jersey, Chief. Because guess what? Sport. You got some shared titles in your history, too. Folks in East Lansing. Folks in South Bend. There's a lot of shit. Alabama. There's the best system we had. Like, that's the system we had. I don't know what to tell you. 1997, man. What a time. I'm so glad that Nick and, and Mark Snyder, too, co-authored there. I've talked to him uh, many a time. And, you know, just uh, two two really good storytellers here. And that's why I wondered what that vision, like almost like a vision board. I know it's an overused term by Instagram influencers now. Like, got to manifest and put your Insta, put your vision board out there. And if you think about a million dollars, you're going to have it. I get it. I understand you're probably rolling your eyes, but you got to come up with a plan. You know, it's like uh, it's like if you're working for the feds and you're trying to knock down a, a criminal syndicate. All right, you get out the big board and you start put, pinning up pictures, locations. You know, tr- trying to you know tie people together. Who's what? Like, how do you tell that story? Where do you start? What do you include? What doesn't make the cut? This can't be a four thousand page. You know, this can't be the same size as the Bible, right? So to knock it down to four and two pages and what that went into and the work that these guys put in, man. If you're a Michigan fan, I hope that this is uh, on your coffee table and. And you support uh, two great guys, and Mark Snyder and, and Nick Bumgarner, who I know do a phenomenal job of telling the story, and I cannot wait to pick it up. Visit themden.com or visit Michigan1997book.com and get your hands on it right now. We'll step aside. Back with more of The Huge Show after this. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. We play for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together at the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. You can register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. Hey, this is Matt Shepard from the Michigan Sports Network. I love summers in Michigan because it means golf season. Now, two things always when I go golfing. I make sure I got my sticks, and I've got plenty of cold, fresh Labatt Blue Light. Whether I've just squeezed in 18 holes or I just want to relax on the patio after a long day, everywhere I go, and I'm serious when I tell you this, I tell people about the smooth, genuine taste of Labatt Blue Light. It's just a great beer. Michigan Sports Network is giving you a chance to win a foursome to Michigan's best courses. Just listen weekdays to the 
huge show and X's and bros, or just text golf to 21,000 to enter. That's golf to 21,000. The trip includes two overnight stays and two rounds of golf, all brought to you by my friends at Labatt Blue Light. So grab a Labatt Blue Light the next time you head out onto the course and enjoy the blue skies because blue is for Michigan summers and great times. Always enjoy responsibly. Copyright 2023 Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All rights reserved. Labatt is a registered U.S. trademark of Labatt Brewing Company, LTD. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. Boy, I got so excited talking about that 1997 team in U of M. Jeez. Uh, you know what? I can, I can end the hour, though, with this. Jim Harbaugh is trending on Twitter. And I said, well, why is Jim Harbaugh trending on Twitter? Well, they have a Michigan team has implemented a beat Georgia drill. And for whatever, this period of practice this beat Georgia period of practice. You know, like, I don't know why people are mocking that. They are at the top of the mountain right now. If it was Alabama doing what Georgia did, it'd be beat Bama. You have to do it with Ohio State. You got to put the, put your goal on the board and figure out a plan to win that football game. Like, that's what it is. You only get 60 minutes to win it, and you're going to prepare all offseason for it. That should be on your mind. Your mind should be a national championship. Hour two next. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Welcome back to the Huge Show here on the Michigan Sports Network. That's Brett Hayes. I'm Anthony Bellino. It is our number two. So great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, all across the great state of Michigan and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app, free to download. Download that. And then what you do is you search 96-1 the game, West Michigan Sports Leader, right? And that's going to send you over to Brett's building. And you can put us right in your pocket. That's our flagship home. 
That's where Brett is located. I'm in the Michigan Sports Network Radio Bunker. Great to be with you. Text the keyword HUGE to 21000, HUGE to 21000. Mercantile Bank listener line 1-866-838-HUGE, 1-866-838-4843. All guests joining us on the Roast Umber guest line. Find Brett on Twitter at TheBrettHaze, H-A-Z-E. I'm Anthony Bellino filling in once again for the HUGE one, Bill Simonson. He's on the road, hopefully working on that golf game because I heard... I heard there might be something going on in August. I don't know. We'll see. But you can find me on Twitter at AC Bellino. Uh, I don't know if Brett can see if you tweet at the huge show. I don't know if Brett can see those tweets or not. I'm not really sure. Uh, but in the event that he can't, you can tweet directly uh, at me at AC Bellino. I just saw a crazy stat you're not going to believe. You are not going to believe this. Did you know? Because we we're talking all that Michigan in hour number one. Jim Harbaugh had more rushing yards than Bo Jackson. Did you know that? It, it, does that not sound absolutely preposterous? It's true. I'm looking at it right now. Not only did he have more rushing yards, but he also had more rushing touchdowns. That's crazy to me. Never in a million years would I have. Uh, and I, I went and I said, well, I just saw a stat, but, you know, come across the wire. And I'm like, holy mackerel. Like, yeah, that's that's real. That is absolutely real. Yeah. That's a great stat. It was, uh, and, and the reason he was commenting on that was name an NFL stat that seems fake, but isn't. Incredible. Jerry Rice had 22 receiving touchdowns in 12 games short in 1987 season. Unbelievable. Simply incredible. Hmm. There you have it. Well, you learn something new every day, and that's that's what I'm here for. Uh, just share that share that news. Wow, Jim Harbaugh more rushing yards than Bo Jackson. Who would have thought? Uh, great to have you with us. We talked to Nick Bumgarner in hour number one. He's got the brand new book coming out, and you know I'm going to be hammering it. I already I've just placed my order. I'm ready for it. Uh, the inside story of Michigan's 1997 title climb, co-authored by Nick Bumgarner, who just joined us, and Mark Snyder. It is called Mountaintop. You can visit MDen, or you can go to Nick's uh, Twitter page. It's very easy to find at Nick Bumgarner. He covers uh, the Lions and football in the great state of Michigan uh, for the Athletic. Uh, you find him there, then you visit, after you get on there, what was it, Michigan1997book.com. And when you do that, you'll be able to, uh, you'll be able to click directly uh, there too as well. Michigan1997book.com. Uh, Excited. Uh, Brendan Quinn going to be joining us talking about the PGA Tour, talking about the live. We've got some new developments. What does it mean? Does it mean anything? And what can we learn? We'll figure that out. Plus, Josh Henschke in hour number three, more on the Michigan train. Uh, by the way, the phone line's open to, open to any Sparty that wants to chime in on any of this too. Yeah, I'm, I'm come one, uh, come all here, but Josh Henschke will join us on the new NIL program at Jim. Harbaugh uh, at Jim Harbaugh at Michigan through Jim Harbaugh and then Tim McCullough Soren Eagle uh, he will join us at the end of our number three a crazy event list coming up my goodness they're going to be busy up there at Soren Eagle and of course Tuesdays here on the huge show brought to you by Soren Eagle so we love that love to get up there got to get back up to ascend uh, got to get back in there and check out what's going on at the at this sports book and had such a great time ran into Guy Gordon there and had an absolute blast with Guy Gordon and, you know, you know Guy Gordon. Everybody in the state of Michigan knows Guy Gordon. Well, another larger-than-life figure. And I introduced myself, and I did, we just started chit-chatting, right? Nothing major. I, I, hell, we stood there and drank for like an hour and a half. I like I mean, Guy Gordon and I are now like peanut butter and jelly. I love that guy. I was like, man, 
He is awfully nice. And I wasn't trying to pester him. I, I, I try to be mindful of that when you meet people. It's like, oh, you just say, hey, how you doing? And be, you know, be kind and you know, be polite and keep it moving. But he just he's like, you want another? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Hell, we're, we're both hanging out here. Might as well. And that all happened at Soaring Eagle. So how about that? You see my buddy Jeff Marsrow was up there. Man, it was an absolute party last spring when they opened up that sports book. Huge did the show. Uh, I did the morning show, obviously in the mornings. But, you know, sports book in the mornings, not a whole lot going on between 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. Huge came on afterwards. He had the big, yeah, he's on the stage with the uh, the Flintstones. They were there. Man, it was a crazy, that was a great event right there. So, yeah, when we have stuff going on, we encourage you to come on out and have fun. And, you know, sometimes, depending on where you live, Soaring Eagles, a couple hours from my home base, but it's not a big deal because you get up there, yeah, you stay up there, you have fun, you hit the casino, you're, you know, for me, I'm working, but at the same time, you know, getting to meet different people and, you know, listeners of the show and Soaring Eagle has been such a, a great partner of ours. So, you know, for me to be able to get up there and to meet everybody was, was a whole hell of a lot of fun, man. I'm looking forward to getting back up there uh, this summer and spend a little time uh, inside, maybe catch a hot hand in a dice game. Might even happen to, uh, might even, you know, happen to happen to do that. So Brendan Quinn will join us on the uh, PGA and the Live and the Rocket Mortgage. Uh, we'll get to that, and uh, that will be coming up next here at 420. But I did also want to dive into this world real quick. Uh, the USA Today put out this article, Prepare to be Outraged. These NFL fan rankings are a disgrace, even we admit it. We rank the best and worst fan bases in the NFL. Cleveland Browns fans are the best. No one said these rankings were good. I like that. It's by Mike Freeman. And I think it's really interesting because what comes in in Tier 1, it's broken down in Tier 1. So you have Tier 1, you have the Browns, the Steelers, the Packers. Ugh, the Packers, whatever. Browns, I totally understand. Steelers, yes. Steelers and Browns, same fan base. Don't tell anybody that I just said that. They're the same people. Hell, we all are. We're all in the Rust Belt. Right? I mean, you got Green Bay, Chicago, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Buffalo, right? Some longstanding traditions here. A lot of great fans. So I was tier one. Not a big fan of the Packers. Can't wait to beat them twice this year. In tier two were the Seahawks. Interesting. The Eagles, the Ravens, and the Lions. That was tier two. What I find is very interesting about this is that we have a situation now where, sure, maybe in the early 2010s, you know, 2011, 2014, Lions fans can kind of feel the the hype train is rolling a little bit. But with the advent of social media and the nonstop 24-7 coverage of teams, the flooding of information and content, even though I hate that word, you know, It's just all over the place, right? It's all over the place. And the expectation for this team has climbed so quickly. And I go back to last year when things got off to a little bit of a rocky start. And, you know, because we are humans and we immediately want to jump to conclusions. There were folks that were calling me in the morning telling me we got to get rid of Dan Campbell. And then they made the change and let go of Aubrey Pleasant. People were like, oh, he's a scapegoat. And they wanted to use every possible reason, mm -hmm, all of them, as to why Aubrey Pleasant would be a scapegoat to save Dan Campbell's job. And what did we see? The defense, Aaron Glenn took over, defense went crazy. This team and this fan base 
and the Cleveland Browns are the two most, I always refer to us as cousins, because the Browns dominated pre-Super Bowl in the 60s, Lions dominated pre-Super Bowl in the 50s, and we haven't had a whole lot to hang our hat on since. Now, the Browns did win a playoff game against their divisional rival, the Steelers, not too long ago, but the franchise drastically changed since then. Those are the two most deserving franchises in the National Football League. Eagles have been there. Seahawks have been there. Ravens have been there. That's a fake franchise anyways. They, you know, Art Modell, blame him. The Packers have been there. The Steelers. It's the Browns and it's the Lions. Like, that's what it is. It's us. And our expectation for this football club this year is so high, I don't know if it can be surpassed by what we saw in the early 2010s. And as a youngster in the 90s, I wasn't aware of that anyways. But what we see here, the national media talking about the Lions as the darlings of the league, like that's insane. The Lions never get any national love. Never. And now all of a sudden people are picking us? Because we have what, the best quarterback in the division? We got a defense that, you know, hey, look, we added more pieces. Jack Campbell. Campbell, linebacker, branch at the safety, went out in free agency, went nuts. Brad Holmes signing everybody, sure up the secondary. Added a running back in David Montgomery. Like, I don't know how anybody believes that David Montgomery isn't an improvement. He's younger. His production is going, if, if the offensive lines were equal, it's, come on. And nothing, nothing, nothing against Jamal Williams. Like, it is what it is. David Montgomery's a better player. You add Jameer Gibbs, we haven't even seen what Jamison Williams can do. We have no idea. We've seen a small glimmer of what he can do. Like, holy mackerel. I look at this team, and I, I hope that this fan base is prepared for everything for it to go really well, oh, and, and maybe it doesn't. I hope that um, it's the former, not the latter. But I don't know if this town can even handle success. You want to know why? Because we've never seen it. We'll be back with more of The Huge Show. Brendan Quinn joins us next here on the Michigan Sports Network. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Disturbed, the Take Back Your Life Tour. Labor Day Monday, September 4th at Soaring Eagle. And same show, same night, Stained. Tickets start at $34 and on sale now at the Soaring Eagle box office or etix.com. Party hard, rock harder. Disturbed and stained. Labor Day Monday, part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore, St. Ives? Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more, and especially golf on the 18th hole 
will lay out at Tullymore and the 18 holes at St. Ives. And they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration. That includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com. Shop for July 4th with just one stop at Meyer. Right now, buy one, get one free 80% lean ground beef. And Kingsford Twin Pack Charcoal Briquettes for $16.88 with M-Perks. Plus, get 50% off the entire stock of swimwear for the family. Buy five, save $5 on Pepperidge Farm Buns, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, 7-Up, or Dr. Pepper products, plus deposit where applicable, and Lay's Potato Chips. Get more for your money with the same prices online and in-store at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together to experience a unique trip across the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. Mini on the Mac also raises vital funds for biomedical research at Van Andel Institute in Grand Rapids. Not only will you have a great time, but you'll also be supporting a great cause. Register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. Register today. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. the huge show on the michigan sports network that's brett hayes i am anthony bellino and brett uh, were you able to get my buddy brendan on the horn we are good to go oh join us on the roast umber guest line covering uh, the pga tour in a multitude of things over at the athletic get your subscription right now our good friend brendan quinn brendan my man how are you how's life how are things partner everything is wonderful i'm actually out on the course uh, now at detroit golf club and uh yeah you know, there's worse, worse places to be. Live on the scene at the RMC. I love that. How is the course after the storms on Sunday? I mean, it, the weather's unpredictable, but some of the photographs that were circulating around the Internet, it was like, oh, man, ground crew's got a lot of work to do in a short amount of time to do it. Yeah, all, all things considered, um, you know, I think it's in decent shape. It could have been way worse. Uh, of the 18 to 20 or so trees, large trees that came down, um, you know, I, I was told a number of them barely missed kind of structures that have been built. You know, they, I'm saying they missed them by three or four feet, um, where it would have been kind of you know, catastrophic in terms of trying to clear things out or rebuild things or whatever it may be. But um, of course, it's in decent shape in terms of functionality. Um, the problem is that it has taken on so much water it'll be impossible to firm it up. And, yeah, I think these guys are going to absolutely uh, 
pick it apart in these conditions uh, with how soft it's going to be. So last year, Tony Finau won at 26 under. He said today that he could see it at 30 this year. So you don't see 30 under on uh, on tour very often, but it might be in play this week. You know, Brendan, and it's something I've been talking about, you know, since last week uh, about this tournament. And then we go into the Travelers and Keegan Bradley threw a 23 under up on the board and won the Travelers. Right. And it's like, you know, I I just kind of felt that in a way, the way that the national media had kind of covered the rocket mortgage in years past with some of the numbers that had gone pretty low. I just kind of felt like they were sliding the course, like it wasn't going to be up to tour standards. And it's like, no, these guys are professionals, and not every course can be like U.S. Open you know, style, if you will. So do you think that if the score is is low, if, if Tony's right and you could see you know 28 or 30 under par could win this thing, do you think that the course will take some heat? Will the RMC take some heat from the pundits? Uh, yeah, probably. You know, it's just kind of the nature of things that – it like distance wise, just by the numbers, um, it does kind of stack up like middle of the pack among the PGA tour courses. Um, you know, one of the things is the, the angles you can take here and the fact that it's this old Donald Ross design that, you know, just some of the, the more penal aspects of it just are not in play for a number of these guys. And is it going to take heat? I mean, yeah, probably. What does that mean? Very little. I, they've got a, a, a fresh three year contract. I think they're working off of, so, you know, it's not going anywhere. Um, it would be nice for, like, one year to actually see the place play in, like, proper conditions. If there was a while there, we had 18 straight days. I actually live five minutes from the course. We had 18 straight days without any rain. It would have been great to see, you know, this track um, up against these guys. If it was that dry, that fast, that firm, um, and where they could maybe dial up the greens a little bit, but it's just not plausible here. So, Will it catch grief? Yeah. Does it mean anything? No. <laughs> I like that. See, that's a, yeah, exactly. Yeah, say what you want. Do we care? Absolutely not. We don't. And to be honest with you, if I'm if I'm a patron, right? That's a good golf term there. Steal it from my friends down at Augusta. If I'm a patron, sure. I'm going. I want to see guys make like great shots. I want to see a guy hit one, you know, seven or eight feet pass and spin it back like Steph Curry did the other day from 150. Now I got guys hitting half quarters in, in golf, but that's what I want. I want to see guys stick it, and I want to see guys go low. I don't want to see some dude out there hacking it around in the rough and can't find his ball and you know just you know slaving away to try to shoot 72 that that's not very fun for me i can do that yeah i mean this is it's really a larger conversation in the game that um you know there's this persistent conversation about rolling back the ball about changing the equipment that mainly to kind of make some of these types of courses um you know just play the way they're supposed to and i and i don't know what's going to happen here you've got you know, I think the USGA and the RNA certainly um, want to be moving forward uh, with that kind of initiative, even though it's been taking many years. Um, PGA Tour, I don't think it's going to subscribe to that, though. I don't think you guys want to do any of that. So it's, there's going to be a push and pull. I think it's going to be the same conversation next year and by the year after that. Um, but, you know, in terms of what the fans want, I mean, that's always been a moving target in golf. I think, you know, there's... The, the people who organize these things think that, you know, the casual fans might want something um, one way, whereas 
you know, the, the, the real people that follow the game might want to see them, you know, play on fifth and turn, see them play um, in pinch against pinched fairways and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of an endless conversation that on this side of the world is just happening constantly. Nonstop, all the time. Uh, Brennan, you just recently wrote for The Athletic. If you're not a subscriber, what you need to do is go to theathletic.com, click the button, click subscribe. Great deals all the time to get in and read old-form journalism the way that we used to know and love. Uh, but, Brendan, the PGA Tour submitted some documents to somebody on some committee. And I, who doesn't love a committee? And then to have a subcommittee with it, I mean, my goodness, that's what we're good at. We love putting together committees. And there's an investigation allegedly pertaining to this new company formed with the Saudis, uh, PIF. So what can you tell us about these documents and about the deal uh, that seems to be on the table here between these two? Well, I mean, the deal has been completed. It was signed, but, you know, there's paperwork, as we know, I mean, that 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 appearance by Jay Monahan and uh, Yasser Aramayan on on CNBC was not hypothetical. That the, the deal was done. It was signed a week before that, um, and really the 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 paperwork last night was more just kind of seeing it more in black and white. Um, yes, you're right. The um, Senate Subcommittee on Investigations is is looking into the deal. Um, so the, the the paperwork was submitted for you know they requested all documents and information the the framework agreement which was kind of obtained by uh, the athletic and some other outlets um, basically just kind of spelled out what everyone had been saying the the nature of the deal is that it's the creation of a new company between the PGA Tour and the um, Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund, along with the DP World Tour, which the PGA Tour already holds a 20% stake in, um, to basically put all of their um, commercial golf business into one company. So the, the PGA Tour itself, as a functioning golf tour, remains independent, for lack of a better term, and it's just rolling its commercial business into this new company. So that includes its TV rights deal, its properties in terms of, you know, the TPC courses, um, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, so the Senate is committing, is, uh, is investigating it. Um, the DOJ is looking into possible antitrust violations that I'm not sure where that's going to go. The, the antitrust investigation began when um, the PGA Tour and Liv were going kind of head-to-head in this battle. Now that Live is basically part of the same company that the PGA Tour is. Um, you know, what, where does that send the, the, the DOJ investigation on antitrust? We'll find out. But um, yeah, the, the 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 paperwork last night was just more um, more maybe just clarity of instead of hearing um, what this new company is via comments by Jimmy Dunn, who's on the PGA Tour advisory uh, uh, panel. Or from Jay Monahan, or from media like me. Um, it was just a six-page document that actually laid out what this is, what's agreed upon so far. What's the pulse like then for as as you're there, you're on the grounds, you're kind of seeing. Is this even 
it was such a big story when it first dropped, and then you know we got a million other things going around, whether it's sports related or or global relations and whatever the case may be. There's always something in the news, right? So it feels like it might be big for a flash, and then it's kind of gone. What's kind of the word out there? Are guys even talking about it, or is just like, hey, it's done, and we'll figure out whatever we're going to do when the time comes, and and whoever is going to pay us, and how we're going to play. But at the end of the day, we got a golf tournament to play this week, and that's what we're going to focus on. Yeah, I think both. Um, there, there's still plenty of chatter. You know, it is the kind of point of conversation of of what's going on. And um, look, there's three things that can stop this deal from going through. It's the uh, Senate Subcommittee of, on Investigations. It's the DOJ. And it's PGA Tour players, you know, pushing back on it in some way, shape, or form. Does that happen? I have no idea. But um, it is certainly, you know, guys comparing notes guys asking what each other thinks about it. Um, you know, this thing was a completely clandestine deal done by Jay Monahan and Yasser Abramayan that went over the course of basically six weeks, and a very small group of people were aware of it. Um, meanwhile, the PGA Tour fancies itself as a player-run organization, except none of the players knew that this deal was getting made that would, um, you know, obviously directly affect all of them. So, yeah, it's there. Are, there was a player meeting last week at um, at Travelers. There are um, uh, player advisory council meetings this week in Detroit. Um, the PGA Tour board is meeting this week in Detroit. Um, and all the while, Jay Monahan is out of office due to um, you know health issues. So there's so many moving parts. There's so many things happening. No one really seems to know anything concrete in terms of what happens next. But at the same time, you go on the range and, you know, dudes are still out there hitting balls, trying to get right and trying to go win a golf tournament because they know they're probably going to have to be at about, I don't know, what's the cut line going to be six under on Friday. So you better come out ready to ready to make birdies this week. Yeah, then that's uh, that's what we're all coming out there to do. Uh, for those guys, a lot easier for for regulars like me. Not not that easy. And in the midst of all of this, what this TGL pops up, and it's like okay, so now like TGL in Boston, like the uh, the second of six team ownership groups. Uh, the Fenway Sports is getting in. What can you tell us about this TGL that's opening season is going to be January twenty twenty four? Why do I feel like golf is just spiraling in eight hundred directions? Well, you know, the PGA Tour at the time that it was going head-to-head with, with Liv kind of needed certain answers. It needed new um, avenues of revenue. Um, you know, people forgot the PGA Tour just magically said, oh, we're going to have these elevated events with $20 million purses, et cetera, et cetera. But no one ever actually said where that money was going to come from. That's one of the primary reasons that this deal was struck with the PIF um, to kind of come, become a joint operation. And instead of the, the Saudis spending two, three, five, six billion dollars on golf in competition with the PGA Tour. It's now in partnership with the PGA Tour. The Tour can take that money and basically, you know, spend it as it see fits. It has a majority of seats on the board. So that's another conversation. But regarding TGL, you know, these were things that were kind of being started in real time of um, trying to bring, bring golf to a broader audience, try to find, you know, kind of air quote, fun new ways to, um, get golf on television and things like that. And, you know, a lot of people will tell you Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods is not going to be playing golf regularly. That involves walking 18 holes, but you put him on a, on a TV um, or in front of a video screen on a golf simulator 
in a like indoor competition, we can do that all day. So, you know, it, a lot of this, I think, is built around the, the, the TV ratings that Tiger Woods can bring in. And, um, you know, a lot of people kind of mocked the live idea of creating these franchises that would, uh, that would exist as these three or four man teams kind of under the umbrella of one, you know, primary star player. Um, well, this isn't that far different from that. And they're, they're going to be, they are selling these teams. I was told they're going for upwards of $50 million per. So the first one's in LA. Now you see a second one in Boston, you know, not in Boston, but it's, you know, dubbed a Boston team. And, you know, it's not a coincidence at all that it is a Fenway, um, that is the Fenway group that has uh, decided to make the investment. Um, Jay Monahan, the current PGA Tour commissioner, came out of that ownership group. He was a former executive VP and CMO there. And, um, you know, his best friend, Sam Kennedy, or one of his best good friends, I should say. Uh, Sam Kennedy is the current president of the Red Sox, current president of or CEO of uh, Fenway. Um, you know, they own Liverpool FC. They own the Pittsburgh Penguins. And now they have this TGL team. And what does that exactly mean? I don't really know. <laughs> Man, that's uh, geez. I, I I can't wait to see what it looks like. It's a lot of information all at once. This is <laughs> it's incredible. You know all this off the top of your head. I'm I'm trying to follow along, and I'm like I I'm just trying to figure out what kind of simulator. Like, are we in like a dome? Is that what this yeah, is going to be? Are we hitting I mean, like closest to the pin shots in a dome here? Like, what's with? I'm... It's really annoying trying to play golf with my buddies. Who you know, these are just the conversations of like, all right, just boil this down into like the Wikipedia version for me. Yeah, you got to have them, you got to get a subcommittee to have them sign some paperwork like guys, I write about this, get a subscription, we're on the golf course, we're going to talk about anything but work right now, including this fancy yeah. wedge shot I'm about to hit, then throw a dart in there and then keep it moving. All right, back over to our you criticizing my short game, but you know, that's beside the point. <laughs> I just you know, back over to the RMC now because I feel like even talking about it, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to all of our listeners all across the great state of Michigan that might be interested in, but it's like, yeah, we got some major topics here in the game of golf that you know we we gotta we gotta at least get some information and some intel and why not call the guy on the beat so who is your favorite who do you like the most this weekend at the rocket mortgage classic yeah i think um no i think justin thomas has had a couple nice or is kind of turning around his game um of late he was kind of in the wilderness there for a couple weeks but i think he had a really like he in LA, he kind of started turning things around and then um, put up a couple of nice performances at um, at Travelers. So, you know, he seems to be trending the right way and given kind of the, the quality of the field here, you know, if, if Justin Thomas is starting to look like Justin Thomas, you have to talk about him in that conversation. Tony Finau obviously will be among the favorites after what he did last year. Um, a guy I really like this week is Tom Kim. 20-year-old um, who is, you know, casual followers or might remember what he did at the President's Cup last year. He's already a two-time winner on the PGA Tour. He has not won yet this season, but um, is is playing fairly well and I think is a, a good name to watch this week. It would probably be an exciting thing for the Rocket Mortgage to have kind of a young up-and-comer like, like Tom Kim um, take this thing. So, yeah, Ricky Fowler just shot a, you know, made his run at the U.S. Open and and shot a 60 on Saturday at Travelers. Like his game is 
in great shape. And a guy like with his distance has to look at a place like um, Detroit Golf Club as someplace that he can really win and, and take a run at this thing. And certainly familiar with the course because he is um, a uh, Rocket Mortgage brand ambassador. He's played this event every single year. So certainly knows the course certainly knows is comfortable here. Um, he's kind of also hard to kind of look uh, to not look at as a, a you know, possible top five finish, if not a winner. He is Brendan Quinn. Find him on Twitter at BF Quinn. Find his work at The Athletic, covering not only golf, but college hoops uh, as well. And stay tuned for more information on whatever happens next with the tour and whatever direction they're going. And, of course, all weekend long there at the Rocket Mortgage. Brendan, on site, man. Thank you so much for your time today, partner. I greatly appreciate it. Happy to do it. Thanks for having me. There he goes. Brendan Quinn, great scribe. And if, if you follow Kyle Choops, that's that's a must. He is an absolute must. Like that that is uh that that's an author. And we you know, and I just saw it when I was on his Twitter page. Uh he's got some photos up right there that I retweeted about the you know falling, you know, the falling trees and the debris and how close it is to some of the structures. But he also tweeted a little bit ago about our previous guest in our number one, Nick Bumgarner. He said, have had the great pleasure of following Nick and Mark on the journey of writing this book. Their work was endless and relentless. So impressive. It's going to be outstanding. Can't wait. Checkmark pre-ordered. I love that. I think it's a great idea, um, you know, to get a copy of that book. And I just, I love when people support other people and, you know, good things are happening, man. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. We'll step aside. We'll be back with more of the huge show after this right here on the Michigan Sports Network. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Grand Rapids, you asked for it. Good time rush are coming. Big Time Rush, live in concert, can't get enough tour. Van Andel Arena, Friday, July 21st, with special guest Max and featuring Jax. Get tickets now at LiveMission.com. For more, visit BigTimeRushOfficial.com. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Hunter Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports. And the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. June is Gun Violence Awareness Month, and the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police wants you to speak up. In four out of five school shootings, someone knew about the attacker's intent but didn't report it. If you suspect someone you know may be about to hurt themselves or others, speak up. You can report it safely and anonymously through OK to Say or contact your local police department and share what you know. Whatever you do, don't keep it to yourself. He hasn't made a putt all day, but if he makes this one, we're all cracking the Labatt. 
Hold it. Did you say if your buddy makes this putt, we're all cracking a Labatt? How about a Labatt Blue Light? Uh, yeah. Hey, buddy, you can do it! To left to right break, just outside the cup, a touchdown hill. Appreciate the support. You guys mind if I putt now? Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Best putt ever. Because making the big shot is better with a big crowd. Labatt takes everything to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, 2023, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All rights reserved. Labatt Regulations, U.S. trademark of Labatt Brewing Company, Limited. Hey, buddy, where's my Labatt blue light? He made the putt for crying out loud. I want my Labatt blue light. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back here to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. That's Brett Hayes. I'm Anthony Bellino. As always, it is a pleasure to be joining you no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening. Text the keyword HUGE to 21000. That's HUGE to 21000. Our Mercantile Bank listener line if you want to join the conversation. 1-866-838-HUGE. 1-866-838-4843. And look, folks, I'm telling you what. It is a... I didn't realize this was such a point of contention, but since we're on the Michigan train, we might as well keep riding it. What is the beef with this fan base in Cade McNamara and Eric Hall? What's the issue? I don't, I don't. I can't seem to wrap my head around it. Maybe I'm missing something, but I can tell you this much. Those guys came to Michigan. They won a Big Ten championship. They made it to the college football playoff. And yes, we got whacked by Georgia. Okay. Great. Like, I I don't know what the... Like, they transferred. They're obviously pretty close. They decided to transfer for greener pastures, I guess. More opportunity, I guess. I mean, look. J.J. McCarthy was the right selection at quarterback. You go back to the Ohio State game this year, though. I mean, you got to get the balls in in the hands of your playmakers. He was able to do that, but there were some throws there that's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, look, I don't understand why we're fighting over this. They're gone. You can acknowledge their contributions had a positive effect on this program while simultaneously using both parts of your brain and saying, yeah, they play at Iowa now. It's okay that they left. It's fine. We wish you the best and be done with it. What are we arguing about here? Boy, I'll tell you what. I said something about Cade McNamara the other day. He was giving a speech. I don't know. I quote to the video. And I said, hey, man, the program's not where it's at today without him. And everybody's climbing all over me. And I'm like, all right, well, apparently some people are really mad at Cade McNamara. What you want to try to do here, and this is an area that my fan base struggles with, is cultivate a quality online presence and, air quotes, relationship with your players. Why are we tweeting at these kids after games? Like, yeah, we can be frustrated. So-and-so missed a block. 
A pick bounces off somebody's hands. That's why you're a DB and not a wide receiver. We've heard it all the time. Just let it go. Like when I nothing makes my skin crawl more than when I see people tweeting at recruits. Just let it go. Hey, come to Michigan. Outside of that, you leave it be. I guess if you have to say so, if you absolutely had to say something, you look good in amazing blue. Leave it at that. Boy, oh boy, and I love, I love the passion. I do. But there have been some comments by some former athletes that would, you know, like, look, they see the stuff. Parents see the stuff. And it's in every fan base across America. This isn't just a a Michigan issue. I'm just talking about because I tweeted about Cade and said, thanks a lot. Appreciate you winning the Big Ten Championship for us. Good luck on the rest of your endeavors. Right? We knew we had a stud coming in. I'm fine with the fact that J.J. McCarthy basically sat a year. I'm good with that. I don't know why anybody, I don't know why everybody's upset about that. It's okay to come in not as a true freshman and play a couple of seasons, have some success, and go to the professional level across all sports. I, there isn't a single one of us that ever played a sport as a child that didn't envision at a local park, in a driveway, in a backyard, in whatever your sport was, that you weren't going to get a full ride and walk on there as a freshman and take over the world. And we all did that. Everybody did that. There wasn't a time in your career of playing whatever sport you played that you weren't a child with a dream that you were going to win a championship. That's part of what makes all of this so special. Do you know how many championship baskets I had to retake in the driveway before I finally won a national title? And I would, I would always pick random schools, right? I'd pick like NC State in my mind. Why? I don't know why NC State. I have NC State polo. Like, why NC State? Because it was like, oh, I couldn't get in here, so I had to go there and lead them to, like, we all did that stuff. All of us have played a round of golf by ourselves if you golf. And if you were just practicing, like, this is to win the Masters. Like, we've all done that. If you didn't do that, where's your imagination? Have a little fun. Be a kid. And, yes, you can sit for a year and come in as a sophomore or a redshirt junior or a redshirt senior and have some success. Like, think about Devontae Jones, for example. Graduate transfer, he was on Victor Wembenyama, the number one pick. He was on the same team. He was on Wemby's team. Devontae Jones from Michigan. A grad transfer. Hunter Dickinson might go to Kansas and just fry the NCAA. Like, he might go absolutely ham out there in Kansas. I'm talking like 30 and 20, ungodly numbers, leads him to a Final Four. Will Michigan fans be salty? Of course we'll be hurt. Of course we will. That's a natural human reaction. But, you know, appreciate the contributions while they're here. Wish them all the best when they're gone. And take care. Like, that's, that's that's the best. Like, okay, think about it like this. What if it was your kid? Right? Let's say it's your kid, your son or daughter, that's leading a team to a conference championship in the, in the Power Five and then is going to get replaced by an uber-talented freshman. 
Your kid wants to transfer. Now you got all these people bickering online. You got to listen to all the time. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Don't do that. Don't do that. Come on. Thank you, Cade. Thank you, Eric Hall. Great catch against Penn State. We love you guys. Thanks for the Big Ten Championship. Best of luck in, in your future endeavors at Iowa, except for when we play you. I hope we beat you 100 to nothing. Hour three is next. Huge show, Michigan Sports Network. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Welcome back to the Huge Show here on the Michigan Sports Network. That's Brett Hayes. I'm Anthony Bellino filling in once again for the huge one, Bill Simonson. You can find Brett on Twitter at the Brett Hayes, H-A-Z-E. You can find me on Twitter at A-C Bellino. That's B-E-L-L-I-N-O. Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-HUGE, 1-866-838-4843. All guests join us on the Roast Umber guest line. Here's one. This comes from... Uh, T.S. Arnold 9 is at A.C. Bellino. Plus, Caden McNamara is probably not going to be an NFL quarterback, so why not go somewhere where you could play and finish your playing career instead of sitting? 100%. And you know what he's going to do? He and Eric all, as long as they're healthy. It's a big caveat there. They should make Iowa better. And I, I need to be, we need to, we need to have a come-to-Jesus moment here, as we like to say. The conference as a whole has got to be better, folks. Maryland has got to be better. Rutgers has to be better. Penn State has to be better. Michigan has to be better. Michigan State, Ohio State, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Purdue, Northwestern, Iowa. Everybody, Nebraska, for God's sakes. Everybody has to be better. You can't have the big two, little eight. You can't do that. Like, not in today's world. Not where every single team is being measured. Well, which conference is stronger? SEC, it just means more. And this will obviously change with the expanded college football playoff, which should have been expanded from day one of 14 playoff is idiocracy. Doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? You got 131 teams playing. You got four teams that make the playoff with no criteria on how to do it? What are you, nuts? Who's in charge here? That's what I need to know. Because as the commissioner of college football, which should be my new brand new title, the way you lay this out is easy. You have the group of five, you have the power five. 120 teams, that's it. You got 10 total conferences, 12 teams in each conference, restructure and dump teams as you need to. The last 11 or 12 or 13, however many teams are in the, how many teams are in D1A now? FBS, D1. 
like 131 or 133. The last 11 to 13 schools or however many, you're out. You're going 1 to 120. That's it. Group of five, power five. We get a mandatory scheduling model that works for everybody. It's not that hard. In my fantasy land that I live in, every group of five and every power five conference has 12 teams. 10 conferences, 12 teams, 120 teams. Even math. Wherever you finish the previous year, the schedule rotates. Follow me on this. On your Power 5, each Power 5 conference would have a Group of 5 affiliate. So, for our all, all, you know, our purposes here, the Big Ten would have the MAC. And what you would do, the Big Ten would rotate. Your favorite team would be on a rotating schedule based upon where you placed the year before. So, if you won your conference... In the Big Ten, let's say it's Michigan. You go play number one in the ACC on the road. You host number one in the SEC. You go on the road to the Big 12 and host their first place team. You host the Pac-12. And then to get them, make sure that the group of five can survive, you get them at home. Their champion comes to your place on a bye game. Boom. Five games taken care of. Play your conference schedule on a rotator year after year. Maybe you could protect one rivalry game. Seven games. Your group of five affiliate, your four power five opponents, that's five games right there. Seven games against your conference. You're not going to see five of the teams in your conference. Big deal. You'll see them next year. That's 12 games. Whoever comes out ahead with the best record in the conference Whoever wins their conference goes to the playoff. And then, to make things equal, because that's what I'm about, the group of five is doing the same thing. In the MAC, maybe you'd you'd go rotate year after year, home and away, home and away, so everybody knows what's going on. Go play the Sun Belt, the Mountain West, Conference USA, the AAC, so on and so forth. Right? Get get all that taken care of. Everybody follows the same model. Really not that hard. You'd have your 10 conference champions. You could even say six at large because now we have real games and real bodies of work to be able to ter- to determine who the best teams, most deserving teams are. So if you were a number one seed, let's say that you were, you're Georgia and you won the SEC and you slipped up along the way somewhere, you played the number one team in every other conference, including the Sun Belt. You have a legitimate body of work. Like, why is this so hard? You're doing a service to everybody. One, a structured criteria. Ten champions, you get a seat at the table for sure. Six at large. Hey, Notre Dame, figure it out. Join a conference. Sorry about your luck. There's no more independency. We're out of here. You can be independent all you want, but with our scheduling model, you're not going to have anybody to play. So you can go play D1 AA for all I care. Figure it out. You're in the Big Ten or you're out completely. You've now built better matchups for television purposes. Who in the world would not sign up to watch TCU Michigan, Clemson Michigan, Toledo Michigan? Like, who doesn't want that? USC versus Michigan, Georgia versus Michigan, 
Don't you think that's a better roster, a better lineup? Of course it is. You got primetime games every week. But instead, when you're the Georgia Bulldogs, you start off with an overranked number 11 Oregon, and then you play Samford. You got Kent State on your schedule. And you throw a little cupcake week in there. No, don't do all that. There's no reason for that. But at least Georgia-Oregon, at least it was a primetime matchup with two teams that, hey, these teams could be really good. We'll see. One of those teams was really good. The other team, not so much. You get beat 49-3, to I can't really help you. But in my situation that I just presented, if you are a Michigan fan, would you not want to see the games that I listed? Clemson, Georgia, USC, TCU, Toledo. That would be your schedule this year. But instead, that's your non-conference. You get East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green. No offense to my alma mater, the Falcons, but eh, the flock ain't been too good recently. That's a better. That's better for everybody. It's better across the board. You kidding me? Ohio State, Alabama. What? Sign me up right now. Week two. And you have a stable criteria. So you could still have your little subcommittee. They could still do that and have their little board meeting. They can do their rankings. You know, so we know who the best six teams are by the eye test. And then when the eye test doesn't fit what they want, then they go to the metrics. And when the metrics don't really pan out, they go back to the eye test. Then you need a combination of both. And you get, I just don't get it. Why is it so hard? I just did all the work for you. NBC, ABC, Fox, CBS, ESPN, whatever other network you want to sign, everybody would be in on that. Nobody says no to that. The NFL is the king in this country. Nobody outdraws the NFL. Nobody. You want to know why the NFL is good? Because the NFL is a league that is set up for parity. Because every single year, some team comes out and says, well, I mean, look at the Detroit Lions all of a sudden, barely missed the playoffs. But in week 17, on the road against a rival, knocked their rival out of the playoffs at Lambeau. That's what makes the NFL great. What makes the NFL great is that you don't show up on any given Sunday in a sports book or log on to the DraftKings app. Shout out to DraftKings. Those are our people here. You don't do all that. You don't walk into a send at Soaring Eagle and see, you know, Alabama versus Michigan. Alabama is a 30-point favorite. You don't see that. That's Those are the lines that you get in college football early. You'll see it once when you get your group of five power five crossover game. But imagine if you finish last place in the Big Ten, in the, in the Big Ten and you lose to the last place team in the MAC. This could work out well for everybody. The fact that it's so perfect and no one has been able to refute my idea They won't do it because it makes too much sense. That's more money across the board for everybody. And yet we're going to sit here and have a committee tell me, I I think this team's the best. I think that team's the best. How many SEC teams can we get in here? It goes back to my original point of the whole reason I brought this up is that you got to have your conference. Your conference strength means something. Yeah, you got USC and UCLA. USC's cool. I mean, welcome back to primetime. Welcome back to the bright lights, USC. But you were gone for a while. And UCLA, whatever, uh, meets our academic criteria. Miss me with that. I'm not showing up to Quiz Bowl. I want football, damn it. Academic criteria. You need Rutgers to be good. Iowa needs to be good. An 8-5 and five Iowa team 
that scores 230 points in a season is not good enough. I'm sorry. They're 5-4 and four in conference. You need everybody to be better. It elevates the status of the conference. What's the old saying? High tides raise all ships. We're going to step aside. We're going to talk a little more, uh, little more football, a little more Michigan. Why not? I'm having a blast. Hopefully you are too. Josh Henschke is going to join us next on the new NIL program that is surrounded by, well, the guy, the brains of the operation, Jim Harbaugh. But I thought they had an NIL you know, collective already going at Michigan. So what do we do next? We'll figure that out here on The Huge Show, the Michigan Sports Network. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. In the den. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. The Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. The Tigers continue to tangle with the Rangers in Texas and were reminded on this date in 1963 of an incredible, almost unheard heard of Tigers team accomplishment when they lost 10-6 to Minnesota. In that game at Metropolitan Stadium in front of 8,800 fans, first baseman Norm Cash could have basically taken the day off because Detroit recorded zero outs at first base. That's right, the combination of Phil Regan, Terry Fox, Don Mossy, and Bob Anderson induced 16 fly balls, one foul pop-up, six strikeouts, and a force out at second base. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. 
back here to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. That's Brett Hayes. I'm Anthony Bellino, and joining me, my longtime friend covering the Michigan Wolverines of Michigan Rivals, Josh Hensky. Find him on Twitter at Josh Hensky. Josh, my man, how are you? How's life? How are things, partner? I'm doing great. How are you? Long time no talk. I know. It almost feels like football season. That's a hey, look, man. I'm telling you, I'm going to be honest with you. This is how you know you're reaching the dog days of summers when you've got to come up with college football topics in the middle of June because, look, hey, what else is going on? Nothing. We, nothing's happening right now. we got uh, Rangers and Tigers a little bit later uh, you know, in, in the series. So outside of that, that's about all, my friend. So it is great to have you on because I'm very interested in this new NIL venture that Jim Harbaugh has happening. And I don't really know exactly, like, how does this differ from the quote-unquote collective that Michigan already has in place? Well, it's not exactly even a collective. Um, this is kind of a, this is a football run, a football program run program, uh, essentially. It's kind of a, uh, it's, it's a, it's, it's it's multifaceted, you know. It's got multiple arms to this thing. Um, you know, it's a not only is it a uh, you know, student enrichment program, but it also offers internships for the players in the program, uh, financial literacy, and um, you know a few other things. So it's not necessarily it's it's not a program where it's, you know it's like hey we're going to pay you money to participate. It's kind of a um, you know, an opportunity for the players inside the program to get opportunities, whether it's internships in various, you know, fields of, of, of you know, whether it's finance or, or whatever. Um, you know, so there's kind of multiple arms to this thing that, you know, it's, it's, it's unique, you know, and I think it's a smart move, especially the financial literacy part of it, you know, because this NIL thing is a big deal and, you know, some of these some of these uh, college players don't realize that you have to pay taxes on this NIL money that you're you know that you're making. So it's kind of a uh, a good educational as well as an enrichment standpoint. Um, you know, it's good for good for these players, and it's something that Jim Harbaugh has been you know trumpeting and, and really wanting this to get over the finish line for quite some time. So um, you know, this is this has been something that he's been really wanting to get done, and you know, you can tell that. He's excited about it, you know, and, and you know, with him going to all these meetings and, and discussing the program openly, you know, it's you know, only going to be good, you know, positives for the program. So I was in a, in a little bit of reading that I was doing here. The NIL Collective is being called Hail Impact. It's an it's an NPO that was created by a UM graduate who reached out to the head coach, uh, Jim Harbaugh, one day and got a meeting with him. And the next thing you know, boom, this thing is kind of up and running. He landed a job for the 2022 season. And as the season ended, he immediately got to work on this collective with his business partner, Andy Johnson. So from what I've kind of read about, the short-term impact uh, or goal for Inhale Impact is to raise $5 million to provide stipends up to 40000 for players on the team. They'll be paid to do 24 hours of community service as well as educational seminars related to branding, financial literacy, and tax planning. And I think that this is interesting because when NIL, you know, Jim Harbaugh is a big proponent of like the free transfer model of, you know, guys being able to, you know, change horses uh, midway through their ride of college athletics. He was also a proponent of NIL and players being able to profit off of their name, image, and likeness. But his big sticking point was transformational, not transactional. So yeah. does, like, how do you think that with what he had in mind for NIL and what that means at Michigan, 
uh, at least to him and his vision of it. How do you think that this maybe, I don't know, is different from what other NIL programs have going on across the country? Yeah, so the one inside the football program is called M-Power. That's the, that's the one that the, pro, the football program, he's the one that's behind the creation and, um, and, and things like that. The, the Hale, uh, the, the Hale one is a, uh, actual collective. That is a collective. Um, that is not associated with the football program directly. You know, obviously works with the players. So when you're talking more about a, a, a transactional experience, the, the Empower one is probably more of a, tra- or a transformational one, not transactional, and the Hale Impact collective is more of a transactional experience however it does have that transformational element because you know a lot of nonprofits are working with this group and um you know they'll, they'll be having experiences where they'll have to write you know two page or multiple multiple page essays about their experience and things like that so there's little bits and pieces where you know, you kind of get the best of both worlds. But, you know, the Hale Impact side of things and, and, you know, also, you know, groups like Valiant as well has done a really good job with the NIL standpoint. But that is more transactional where I would say, you know, the Empower stuff that's working inside the football program is more transformational. So I think, you know, the football program is getting – you know, the, the best of both worlds here in terms of, you know, wanting Jim Harbaugh's wishes of being transformational and not transactional. And, you know, obviously they're, they're not going to, you know, they've, they've been pretty open in saying they're not going to play, you know, the game of, you know, buying recruits straight up and, and what some other programs have allegedly done too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, I think it, there's, a, there's a healthy mix there. Um, but the one inside the program, the Empire one is, is definitely something under Jim Harbaugh's vision that's, that's certainly more transformational than trans- transactional for sure. See, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's how so confusing this is. I don't, I don't even know what the difference between a collective, the Hail Impact, Empower, Dot Valiant. I don't know what the hell's going on out here, to be honest with you, Josh. I'm just trying along for the ride. I'm watching all this, and I'm like, dude, I don't know what's going on. i got to call somebody somebody that does. That's why I called you. I said, Josh, explain this to me. So would, would you say that Empower then is because that's football related what they bring in is specifically for football whereas hail impact okay there's your other 30 varsity sports that we have uh, maybe some goes to football i don't know but they need to even have any go to football if football's got their own thing going on is that does that sound about right yeah i mean that empower thing has mainly been the football program i don't know for sure if that's going to extend into other programs in the university but i know that that was a, a football thing, but you know the collectives like Hale Impact and Valiant have done a really good job, especially Valiant too. You know they deserve um, a lot of credit for what they've done. I mean they've, they've done a really good job of getting other programs in, you know, men and women's sports in there as well. Um, so yeah, I think the main the main thing from Empower is that you know this is they're opening up opportunities to get on-the-job experience, learning about, you know, the, the, how the taxes work with the NIL payouts. I mean, they're obviously not going to pay people. The money is not going to come from them. It's going to come from the people that they partner with. And that's what 
Jim Harbaugh has been doing when he's been going on these speeches and around you know the major cities like Chicago and New York is kind of trying to find people to help with this program and to you know not essentially uh, uh, sponsor people, give opportunities for these players to get you know on the job experiences with internships or, or what have you. So um, yeah, that's kind of. As, as from what I understand right now is that it's just mainly a football thing, so I don't know if it's going to spread to other sports. I think it should personally, but I don't know if it's going to be under that Empower name or what. But uh, I, I certainly think all the other program, athletic programs in um, at Michigan could benefit from, from something like that for sure. You know, and Josh, this is one of the big things when NIL was coming out. My biggest fear was sometimes you got to save people from themselves, right? And it's, you know, we, we see, we're, we're, we watch this happen with John Morant. We watch this happen with Zion Williamson uh, recently, right? And it's like, you give a young person a whole bunch of money. I know that at 25, I was better off at life than I was at 18. And at 30, I was better than I was at 25. Uh, at my age now, I don't know if I'm better than I was at 30. Sometimes I doubt that a little bit. But you know what I'm saying? you got more life experience. You know more. You're just as smarter. You're more mature. It takes some time. And I thought that yeah. you know, if, you, if you're just giving these kids a duffel bag full of cash, what do you think is going to happen? Like, where is the guidance in the root of this? And what I really like about one of uh, one of Empower's key players here, quote, if you're just giving these kids money without the skill set and the wherewithal to management, you're just you're really going to hurt a lot of young men. I thought that was a very powerful quote because that's exactly what I've been saying the whole time. That's from I hope I say his name right. Is it John Rochi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. From yeah, from Michigan's Empower program. He was the one uh, with that quote. And it's like, look, like that. That makes total sense. That's exactly what this, uh, hopefully, this program seems to be providing. So we've got the NIL. Harbaugh's all in on it. I think that's good from a recruiting standpoint. Where do we stand from a recruiting standpoint, Mr. Henschke? Let's get to on the field business now. Because if you're not any good on the field, it doesn't matter how many dollars you got coming in. We got to be good. We got to go win another Big Ten championship. We got to win a game in the college football playoff. I got a lot of goals this year, and I'm not going to contribute to any of them except for maybe throwing a T-shirt to a lucky fan in the stand. But you go. You got Charles Woodson helping out, trying to recruit a key target here. What can you tell us about where Michigan is at right now in the recruiting phase? I mean, they're in a they're in a really good spot. I mean, they're they're a top three program in the country now in in you know the, the recruiting rankings. Uh, they should get a good a couple of good pieces of good news this week. More uh, more additions to the class later on this week, and obviously there's more to come. And and um, you know I think. It's hard not to not to love where Michigan is at right now from a program health standpoint. You know, I think you're talking about one of the more successful recruiting runs this program has been on, arguably ever. You know, you, you look at the landscape this time last year, and, and you're talking about a complete night and day difference. I mean, Michigan has probably got well 75 percent of their class already full. Um, you know, with with 20 what 23 commitments right now. Here they were not even half full, and obviously, and they, and they and they finished strong too. And there's another opportunity where they could finish strong, but you know, you're looking at a, a scenario where they're going to head into the season with their recruiting class basically full, which is unheard of, um, you know, from from Michigan standpoint. So, uh, you know, they've had a really strong summer, really a lot of good momentum. Uh, and, and obviously winning has a lot to do with that. You know, you, you're coming off two college football playoff appearances. You should be recruiting at a high level. So, 
you know, the winning and, and the overall health and culture of the of the program is, is resonated with a lot of top tier recruits, and you know they have a chance to, you know, only get better from here. And um, you know, it's going to be an interesting an interesting season too, because you know they're an opportunity where you know most of these games that they were utilizing for big recruiting weekends now they can kind of put resources elsewhere and even dip into the 2025 recruiting class now that they've got all these guys locked up and we've already taken official visits so um yeah i mean overall it's it's a very uh healthy program right now and you know the, the 2025 class is trending to be you know even as good or better than Yeah, hard not to love where where Michigan is right now. They've had uh they've been pretty fortunate to have some, you know, the good news compared to relatively bad news. So, um, you know, we'll see if that train keeps rolling into the season. But again, I mean, you know, the 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 the, the role that they're on right now is is unprecedented for, you know, as far as Michigan's standpoint goes. Josh, when we, we think about the guys coming in, of course, we are very hyped up about guys and some guys come and some guys go and, you know, they, they, you know, it's, it's just, it's difficult. We're in a very strange space in, in college, uh, football where the transfer portal is like musical chairs. And I have to, I have to wonder here from your perspective, was there anybody who left and entered the transfer portal and left Michigan that you were really surprised by? Um, not really. I think again, Michigan has done such a good job of keeping keeping guys. You know, the the all the guys that returned from last year kind of you know really uh, spoke a lot to where you know the overall health of the program and the culture. And I guess like a guy like R.J. Moten probably hurt them a little bit. You know, obviously you've got Rod Moore, who's a stalwart on defense, who's going to have a fantastic year and got Makari Page who really took time away from RJ Moten but you know the depth behind them at at safety is, is a little um again it's 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 very much like the cornerbacks you know there's a lot of talent there but a lot of youth that haven't seen the field so um anytime you lose a a, a veteran like like Moten it hurts a little bit you know I don't think I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that was a catastrophic loss for this defense but um yeah again that hurts, but you know Michigan's been really fortunate to not lose a whole lot through the portal and and keep this team relatively intact. Meanwhile, bolstering a lot of positions where you know you could say that they were a little thin, especially at linebacker with with guys like Ernest Houseman, who should be a day one starter for them on defense. So um, again, yeah, it just goes to the overall health of this program is at a really high level right now and it's showing in a lot of different ways so i was just overreacting and panicking a little bit uh when andrell anthony entered the uh entered the portal and enrolled at ou and rj moten enrolled at florida and aj henning uh you know committed to northwestern and nakai hill green headed to charlotte i was just over i'm overreacting i don't need to panic is what you're telling me well, I mean, whether you overreact is, is is totally up to you. But you know, I think you know you can list off those guys, and and you can kind of you know uh, list off replacements where you know they they would likely be fine. You know, a guy like Andrew Anthony hurts uh, depth wise again. A, a little bit of experience didn't really see much of the field. You know, last uh, towards after that Michigan State game where he 
at his coming out party. But, um, you know, again, Michigan has depth there, but a lot of it is young and a lot of it is inexperienced. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see ultimately whether those losses will, will, will hurt long term, but, you know, for every loss, there's either one or two guys that you can kind of point to and say, hey, you know, this guy could likely step up and, you know, fill the fill the exact same role. So, um, yeah, I mean, what, how how you view those losses is is really you know up to you. But you know, once when you take a look at the at the depth chart and what's still there um, and what is returned, I mean, there's there's a lot to like there. That's beautiful news. I'm not going to overreact because you told me not to, and that's the way I'm going to look at it, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it, Josh. Hey, man, as always, Josh Henschke. Find him on Twitter at Josh Henschke. Sign up right now. Get in on all the Rivals action uh, with Josh of uh, Michigan Rivals. Uh, Josh, my friend, thank you so much for your time today, partner. Man, we greatly appreciate it. Hey, any time, man. There he goes. And, uh, yeah, so who's got it better than us? Nobody here on the huge show. I can tell you that much. Having a blast filling in for Bill. Oh, it's always fun. That's Brett Hayes. I'm Anthony Bellino. We're going to step aside. When we return, I'm going to catch a hot hand in a dice game. Tim McCullough, Soaring Eagle Casino, joins us next here on the Michigan Sports Network. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Bill Simonson with my good friend Greg Harris back inside the leadership locker room. Greg has a new book out called Sage Advice. You can go to MaximizeLeadership.com to get that book. And today, Greg, we're going to look for some sage advice when it comes to a robust pipeline. Robust pipeline. So, Bill, with the challenge with sales organizations, it's a panic for any salesperson whose pipeline ends up dry. No prospects, nothing really coming this month or this quarter. And this particular keynote and training is really helpful on how to have, build, and keep that pipeline moving. When when your pipeline dries up, it's scary for salespeople, and this keynote helps. If you want a robust pipeline when it comes to your business, go to MaximizeLeadership.com or call toll-free 1-888-308-1600. That's 1-888-308-1600 or online at MaximizeLeadership.com. Hey, Meyer. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Let's root for the home team. This week, shop Meyer for 30% off Tigers apparel. Exclusions apply. Meyer, your proud hometown partner of the Detroit Tigers. Now that's a winning team. Boys, one, two, three, Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. At Mercantile Bank, we understand that different businesses have different needs. That's why our team of business specialists take the time to understand your business, your goals, and your objectives. We provide tailored solutions and innovative products, all delivered locally. So when you're ready to work with a partner who understands your unique business needs, call us. We're here and ready to put the wheels in motion. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business, and let's make dreams a reality. Member FDIC. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. 
This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back to the huge show here on the Michigan Sports Network on this Tuesday, 27th day of June 2023. Great to have you ride along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. We say good afternoon to you, and it is an absolute pleasure to be filling in once again for the huge one, Bill Simonson. My name is Anthony Bellino, Mercantile Bank listener line 1-866-838-HUGE, 1-866-838-4843. Be sure to text the keyword HUGE to 21000 to join us at any time. And guests join us via the Roast Umber guest line. we got to pick that thing up right now because I heard my good friend Tim McCullough from Soaring Eagle Casino is here on the horn with us. Tim, my friend... Good afternoon to you, partner. How are you? How's life? How are things? Man, I am loving life. Things are well. Uh, summer's going well. Everything's uh, rolling on just like our Fridays in June. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. I was looking at the events calendar page here over at SoaringEagleCasino.com, and Tim, July is going to be an incredibly busy month at your place. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. Uh, it's busy every day, but you definitely July is going to be busy. We got our Monster Truck Madness 9 happening. And then fireworks to follow on July 1st. That starts, uh, you know, at 7 p.m. It's going to be a whole lot of fun, family fun. Uh, so bring out the whole family. No one's going to be disappointed. And you're talking $25 to get in. You can't go wrong. Monster trucks is a, is a win in any day, right? Let alone fireworks to follow. And then, of course, uh, Pipple and Little John, July 9th. That's going to be a great time right there. Uh, if you haven't experienced both those guys, now is the time to do it. Better get those tickets fast. And then, of course, our, we're bringing back the WPBA, uh, only the best of the best of uh, women's billiards. So that's going to happen July uh, 13th on a Thursday, and that's going to run all the way to July 16th. So you get to check out all the ladies doing the best of what they do at billiards. And then beer, brats, and burgers. That goes happens July 22nd. Five-finger death punch with special guests prevail July 23rd. It's my birthday, so we're going to rock and roll. That's going to be great. August 3rd, Kane Brown, sold-out show, so you got to get the tickets fast. Carrie Underwood, August 24th. James Taylor, now August 26th. Disturb takes your life back tour with Thane. That sounds like a great time right there. September 4th to 7 p.m. Ken Jong back inside on the November 18th to 24th, the Wheel of Fortune in November. From a show standpoint, you're not going to get anything better than that right here in northern, I should say, central Michigan. So make sure you come out and uh, be part of all those great shows. And, of course, our great promotions that we have uh, throughout the month. Uh, we still got one in June, though. Uh, this Friday, where you come from 7 to 11, get a chance to roll the lucky dice, maybe win $1,000 in free play. That's Fridays in June. And then, of course, we go into our scorching July nights, like you're talking about, where you can win up to $5,000 in premium play from 7 to 
11. So that's going to be a whole lot of fun right there. If you're in the free play, this is a place to get it. We're going to give it away, give it away, give it away now, as they say. And then, of course, you get a chance to win all these great tickets from Ed Sheeran to uh, the Summer Jam. Uh, we're giving away two lucky winners to each of those shows uh, down at Ford Field. So this is a great place. If you can't get those tickets, come on in and get a chance to be part of that, maybe win some big tickets to them, big shows down at Ford Field. And then we're bringing back our Million Dollars Summer for July, August, and September from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., where you get a chance to win uh, free play every half an hour. That's right. Every half an hour, six lucky guests get a chance to draw uh, for $500 in uh, premium play. So that's we're giving away $75,000 in premium play every single Saturday. So that's from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. So there's a lot to be excited about. Holy mackerel. Did I hear Red Hot, Red Hot Chili Peppers reference in there, Tim? Is that, is that, is that I what did, I heard? I do that in there. I like to bring up the peppers every now and again. All right. And, I like know, that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, give it away, give it away, give it away now, right? Hey, I mean, it, it, you guys got it all going on, giving out all kinds of stuff at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. And you know what? I was telling my buddy, we're, I make a little trip up north and do a little golf tour. I see, we might as well stop by Soaring Eagle, get into a sand, see what's <laughs> going on, get a little action out of the sand. I mean, why not have a good time? I do want to ask you about the WPBA, though. Where yeah. Where is the setup for that? That is in our entertainment hall. Uh, they set up tables throughout, and then the ladies uh, are down on the main floor. Uh, we bring in uh, some grandstands. They get to come in and uh, watch the ladies do, do what they do best, and they're amazing. If you've never seen it, it's very exciting. Uh, maybe see a trick shot or two. How would I make that shot? I don't know, but the girls seem to pull it off. They do it with style, uh, very professional, and it's just a whole lot of fun. It's something different that we like to bring uh, to the casino. And we get a lot of people come out and uh, shoot pool with us in the entertainment hall during that whole event. And then hopefully after that, maybe they'll head over to Ruth Chris Steakhouse. It's now open, of course, uh, Sunday through Thursday from 4 to 9.30, Friday from 4 to 10.30, Saturdays from 5 to 10.30. So adding Ruth Chris uh, into the mix here at Soren Eagle has really uh, been a nice addition. So uh, if you get a chance, come out and uh, check out a hot season plate up to 500 degrees and uh, – Hopefully it has your uh, favorite steak on it. Sizzling plate and a sizzling summer happening over at Soaring Eagle Casino, Arizona. See what I did there? Huh? Come on, put me on the I team. Like I'm that. ready, Coach. Get me on in there. Uh, and if you if you do go see the billiards, by the way, if you've ever seen billiards at that level played in person, it is it's unbelievable. Because if you, then you go pick up a pool cue and you feel like you're left handed and left footed, but you have two of them and you're not either left handed or left footed. You're like, I don't, I like it. It looks ridiculous what they're able to. It's like watching PGA Tour golf. Hey, listen, I would download our sports app and bet on you every time if you were shooting pool. Uh, well, I, you know what? I appreciate that. I would, I would download the uh, the Eagle Sports app right now too and get a little action as well because we got uh, Tigers Rangers coming up. So why not? My, uh, good, good first win for the Tigers. You know, there's going to be some value there. There, you know, they're not believing in our boys uh, down there in Texas, one of the hottest teams uh, in the uh, in the AL. So it could be a good thing. Hey, Tim, my friend, thank you so much for your time today, partner. It is an action packed uh, summer, a sizzling summer, as I just called it. Soaring Eagle Casino. We're going there. We're doing the shows. We're we're watching the billiards. We're eating steaks. We're getting free premium play. I love it all. Thank you, Tim. Have a great day, my friend. Give it away. Give it away now. Now. Right now. Over at SoaringEagleCasino.com. Uh, I'm telling you what. Tim brought the juice, and now I'm really tired. I was telling Brett in between the breaks, man, doing mornings and afternoons. I was like, whew. Now, I'm not a coal miner, but what I am is a butcher, right? So don't, don't act like I'm out here in this radio booth talking about, no, I'm tired. 
I, I'm a blue-collar guy here. You might not even believe me, but I swear, I wouldn't lie to you. I haven't lied to you for three hours. Not gonna lie, it's not going to start lying out at 5.52, I can tell you that much. But yeah, it's radio, straight to cutting meat. And then Bill called, so that got me out of cutting meat today, so I could come here and fill in for a fill in for the huge one. As always, it's an absolute pleasure uh, to be able to get that phone call and to be able to uh, to fill in here and and hopefully put together a program along with the help of my uh, sturdy friend over there, uh, Brett Hayes. That you know, hopefully we can put together a program that you find uh, you know intelligent, informative and entertaining and one that you like to listen to uh, while while Bill is gone and it's a uh, it's an honor and a pleasure uh, to be in the big chair filling in for him and Brett Hayes it's always a good time working with you too my friend you as well my friend thank you and i want to end it with this now that we got nba free agency right here it's coming it is coming around the corner you heard Keith yesterday if you did but if you didn't they might not get that active in the free agent market but that doesn't mean that they won't use their cap space and try to acquire somebody via trade. So keep an eye on those Pistons. Tigers baseball coming up at 8 o'clock this evening, taking on the Texas Rangers. Can we go two for two? Two games, two wins for the Tigers. Also, can we not have any injuries tonight? Everybody cross your fingers. And Bill, will see you tomorrow. Same time, same place here on the Michigan Sports Network.